I reached out to State Representative Avery Bourne, and she said she was glad to hear us loud and clear down in Litchfield, of all places. That's, uh, man, that's 50, 60 miles south of where we're broadcasting right now, Chris. Uh, and she joins us here on the air. Representative Avery Bourne, thanks so much for taking time with us this morning. How are you doing down there? Good morning. I'm in Carlinville, and I could hear you on my whole drive. So Fantastic. Right. <laughs> Crystal clear. Cool. So I wanted to bring you on, uh, of course, because we now have a larger audience down in that area. Uh, what are you hearing from your constituents? You know, we continue to hear every day about issues constituents are having with unemployment insurance, which is just so frustrating and such a failure. Um, And then certainly, I know we've talked about FOID cards in the past, concealed carry, even though those extensions have happened. um, Constituents are frustrated. They want to have the physical card in their hand, and extension is just not the same, um, which I understand. So those are the top two uh, constituent issues we're hearing every day. I tell you, the FOID card issue is fascinating because people who have it, there may have been a memo sent out from state police to gun stores saying, okay, you know, if it's expired, they may have an extension and so on. But gun stores might not be uh, comfortable with that. Um, but it's really impacting those who have never applied for a FOID card and are still waiting for their initial FOID card. What does that do to individuals who are waiting for that uh, in, in their ability to exercise their Second Amendment rights to, you know, buy a gun? Yeah, you're absolutely right. We've seen from the beginning there have been huge increases in folks who are trying to purchase firearms, maybe for the first time. Um, And this is very frustrating, right? This is a constitutional right. This isn't just some whim of the government to allow you to do this. This is something they're guaranteed. And so I think this is pushing to the forefront the need for FOID reform, the need to change the system, um, the way it's happening now is just unacceptable. State Representative Avery Bourne joining us with WMAY on 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m. Representative, uh, of course, Illinois State Police saying a lot of the uh, problems that they're having with backlogs of FOID cards and backlogs of uh, uh, background checks uh, for people to, to purchase guns. Uh, it's compounded because of the COVID-19 crisis. They've had problems long before. But looking at COVID-19... How much input have you been able to provide uh, the Pritzker administration in how things are being mitigated across the state and in your uh, region? You know, we've offered a lot of input. I'm not sure that any of it has been taken. And we haven't, as a legislature, had the opportunity for formal input. This should be something that is done in formal consultation with the legislative branch of government that makes the laws. Um, I'm co-sponsoring a bill by Tim Butler to make that the case and to rein in the uh, governor's administration. But to this point, it's been really a go-it-alone approach by the Pritzker administration. Tell me more about that bill. Is it filed? Uh, do you have a bill number by chance? Because I'd love to look that up. It is. Representative uh, Butler has filed it. And what it does is it says the initial emergency declaration can happen for 30 days, but anything beyond that has to be come before the legislature formally. Um, You know, we met during the pandemic safely at the Bank of Springfield Center. We could meet safely again. And uh, I really believe the governor has gone beyond his constitutional bounds. This bill um, clarifies that. I think there could be differing opinions on either side with the way the law is now. That needs to be clarified to make sure this doesn't happen again. 
So when it comes to this issue of uh, the governor's powers and beyond that 30 days, uh, have you have you heard from any Democratic colleagues about concerns that, uh, you know, here we are now, five plus months, we're going on six months here soon of executive order after executive order. Businesses have been absolutely devastated. Minority businesses say 40 percent of them aren't going to be able to survive this. Uh, are you hearing from Democrats uh, in, in, in similar types of concerns that the governor's exceeded his authority? I'm certainly hearing from constituents who are Democrats, and we are also hearing from legislators who are facing these increased mitigation efforts by the governor's administration that are not being done in consultation with the legislature, right? They've been outspoken. Um, Democrats in the Metro East said, hey, you can't do this arbitrarily. We've heard from Democrats in the suburbs saying, uh, hey, you know, where is this coming from? We're they're seeing that the Pritzker administration is just kind of making this up as they go in some instances. And without a formal plan with benchmarks, so constituents and business owners and parents of kids at school, if they don't know where we're going, um, it's really frustrating. And so I think that frustration from Democratic lawmakers is building. Chris has got a question for you. Hey, Representative Chris Murphy in the News Center. Listen, I I understand about the bill and everything like that, but you don't have the majority, obviously. It's going to be almost impossible to get these kind of hearings going. What kind of public pressure needs to happen to get the rock moved here, to get the Democratic majority to start addressing these concerns? Yeah, I give a lot of credit to the people of Illinois. Every time that we have seen a change in the Pritzker administration's approach to this pandemic, it has been because of a huge public outcry. It hasn't been legislators from the minority party who are forcing this change. It's people who are calling their lawmakers, calling the governor's office um, from the beginning when the governor has overreached in this um, handling. When the people of Illinois have been outspoken, that's when things have changed. So I think that's what has to happen here. State Representative Avery Bourne uh, joining us with News Talk 94.7, 92.7, and 970 AM WMAY. Representative, one other aspect of uh, there not being uh, hearings necessarily or even legislation advancing uh, that could possibly clarify the governor's powers uh, in an executive capacity and having that uh, unilateral authority. Uh, we also haven't seen anything move forward when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> ethics reforms at the state house and a lot of this is because uh somebody who's been in control of the house for longer than i've been alive longer than you've been alive um is uh, house speaker michael madigan how significant is it that he is now going to have to answer some questions to a special investigative committee that's looking into uh his activities allegedly in a uh, uh deferred prosecution agreement with uh, a utility uh, involving a patronage and bribery scandal Yeah, you know, there are very few tools, we just mentioned it, for folks in the minority party to force things to happen. This is one small tool that we have in the House rules to force an investigative committee into a member that we believe has committed um, some kind of wrongdoing. It's been used a couple of times in the past, and it forces a committee to form to investigate wrongdoing, and it's really a way to police ourselves as a legislative body. You know, there there are criminal um, proceedings ongoing, There are civil proceedings ongoing on this issue, Um, but this is a way for the legislature to police itself. And I think that uh, these questions need to be answered and to remove this cloud of, um, you know, all kinds of things uh, from the legislature in order for us to operate. uh, We need to investigate this and make sure that people in our chamber, including the speaker, um, are behaving 
appropriately. If not, um, this committee could take action um, to recommend um, censure, some kind of uh, punishment or removal from the House. State Representative Avery Bourne, you're also uh, a member of the Legislative Ethics Commission. Uh, I know you don't necessarily divulge, you know, certain things as to, uh, you know, what investigations are ongoing in that capacity. But uh, part of the ethics packages that have been floated by both Republicans and Democrats look at that commission. What kind of changes do you think need to happen there uh, to to allow for uh, people to you know be held accountable in this process? Yeah, you know. There has been a lot of uh, there have been a lot of questions around the ethics commission in the past few years, mainly because there was not a legislative inspector general for years. We were able to get a legislative inspector general. Um, she has gone through all of the backlog of cases, which we're really proud of um, that were there before. And you know, there are really basic changes that I want to see as a legislator in the legislative ethics commission. We just made it separate in this last budget year so that the legislative inspector general has a budget separate and apart from the legislative ethics commission. Um, I personally think that it would be okay for her to investigate coming to the commission. I think, you know, that's her discretion to investigate cases and then um, bring it before the commission. I trust that a legislative inspector general would do that without, you know, running amok. Um, But I think that, we have to have broader ethics reform because without broader ethics reform, there just isn't as strong of an ethics act for her to enforce. Um, so that gets to the root of it, I think. State Representative Avery Bourne, greatly appreciate you taking time this morning and uh, welcome to the larger uh, radio signal. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving listening to it. Have a good uh, holiday weekend. Hey, you too. We'll talk soon, all right? Sounds good.